This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. Hello, hello, Amplify You family. Your host, Michelle Abraham here today, and I'm bringing you an Ask the Expert interview. I have an amazing guest. Her name is Erica Holthausen. So hello, Erica. How are you? Hi, Michelle. I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you're here. And let me just tell our family a little bit more about you. So Erica is the founder and principal strategist at Catchline Communications, which is a collective of published writers partnering with a variety of visionary leaders to get their bold, insightful, and galvanizing ideas into the world by writing articles for publication in blogs, industry trade journals, business magazines. So Erica has a wealth of background information or background background information background in marketing uh, in marketing positions and nonprofit consultants and agencies. Uh, she's a published writer and former litigation attorney trained at one of the best law schools in the U.S. and she communicates complex ideas into power and clarity. And oh my gosh, Erica, you come with a wealth of information and an amazing um, background and you just have so much in it's so much um so much wealth of knowledge that when the first time we chat, I was just blown away with so many of the great uh, tips and tricks you're giving me. So I wanted to bring you on the show today to really uh, help our audience kind of know like what else, how, how do they know they're putting out good content for one and two, how can we get into other, like, of course we're podcasters and we love podcasting, but how do we, and why should we be getting into other kinds of publication, um, specifically print materials um, mm-hmm. and also blogs as well. So I'm so glad to have you here with us today. Yeah, thank you. Um, it, it's it's great to be here. So I'll, I'll start with that first question that you asked, how do we know if something is actually high quality? Um, I'm a former attorney, so I have very stringent research requirements because that was what I was trained to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the ways that, that I think you can really say, okay, I know that this is high quality. I, I use the CORD framework. So it stands for cogent, original, researched and deep because a lot of the articles that are out there these days are very surface they may have a great headline but then you get to them and you haven't learned anything new (laughs) so cogent is really is it logical does it make sense is it formatted in a way that really helps people understand and has a key learning is it is it original um and this is not only Did you not crib it from somebody else? Because we all know you're not supposed to do that. But also, does it have some of your own insights in there? And people can get really jammed up about what that means. The easiest way to explain it is if you have one of your own stories incorporated into the piece, then Mm -hmm. it instantly makes it more original because it it brings your insights into it. Um, So it's cord, cogent, original, researched. If you say studies show, please cite a study, 
from a reputable source. So make <laughs> they sure say, that you've they got say, right? They right, say. They say who, who the heck is the they? And, and the biggest reason for that is because it, you want this piece to build your authority and show that you actually know what you're talking about. So you've done some research. Um, and then is it deep? So that's the, does it go below the surface? Is there actually something there? You want to value your reader's time. Same with your podcast. You want to value your listener's time even more than your own because they're taking that time to read your piece or listen to your podcast and you want to respect it. Mm. So that, that's the, how do we know if it's actually good? Yeah, those are great. I love that. So cord framework. Yeah, that's great. Um, and that's your proprietary system at Catchline Communications. Is that right? Yeah, that's, that's what, what we developed here to kind of help make sure to both guide article development, but then also assess the editorial quality and, and yeah. make sure, did we, did we hit all of these? Yeah, that's amazing. So I had um, Megan Barnhart on here a few um, a few months ago, and it was another episode that we did at Amplify You. And we, you know, she's a blogger and a writer, and we were really having the debate: like, do we? Well, well, is do we need to blog still? Is blogging still a thing, uh, or is it podcasting taking over? And we came to the conclusion on the episode that you need both, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. With that in mind, needing both, um, what are some things that our podcasters can do to really help elevate their expertise from their podcasts out into other publications and blogs? Yeah, so I think one of the one of the great strengths that podcasters have is you're meeting and interviewing all of these incredible people. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Like that's just great material to then write an article. So that can become, you can use that to write articles. If you have interviewed several different people on your podcast and you start to see some common themes, Mm -hmm. that can then be turned into a great article. And the double benefit there is anytime, and one of the benefits of either hosting other people on your podcast, bringing on guests, guesting on a podcast, or submitting an article to another blog or a trade publication is, is that you're expanding your audience. So as podcasters, if you are writing an article that features some of your guests, Mm -hmm. your guests are going to be thrilled and they're going to share it with their audience as well. So that lets you, you know, yes, use both. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say one of the biggest reasons for the, for the both I'm not a big podcast listener. I'm a, I'm a reader and a writer. So that's where I tend to go. I listen to some podcasts, but not, I'm not good about being religious, especially now that I'm not driving to an office. (laughs) We lost those commuters in our listenership. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, but then there are other people, my cousin-in-law listens to podcasts all the time. And he's always finding great podcasts. So it's a slightly different audience, but that way you get to leverage that information and it's perfect. Yeah. I love that. And you know, I really think that it comes down to like, you know, there are several learning uh, styles in the world, not just, mm-hmm. you know, 
um, someone who reads or someone listens, you know, there's so many different ways people learn material. And I know for me, like I can't sit down and read a blog post on a computer screen for my life. And so that's why I was <laughs> into podcasting because I could just yeah. take it and listen as I go. And so, um, you know, we're coming from totally opposite ways of learning styles. And I think we have to recognize that even that is only 50% of the whole world. There's so many different learning styles out there and so many different ways that people um, consume content. So having... Yeah. Um, having both is so important. So, and then not to mention that for podcasters, really the expertise um, that you're, you have on your show right now is verbally, you're verbally conveying it. And so what's, you know, our, our search engine algorithms have not picked up voice yet, which I think is coming very soon in the next few years, but SEO purposes alone, you need to have written content out there. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, blog, you know, I think blogging and articles and, and industry things are so, are so important. So I'm definitely on the same bandwagon as you yeah. promoting that. Now, how do we find out about them? Where do we find these things? Like I know the popular ones, you can just go to their websites usually and find a submit button, but is there any tricks that you can share with us? Yeah. You know, it really depends. So first I would say, really know exactly why you want to go after a particular publication. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people I talk to say, I want to be published on Harvard Business Review. Well, great. Get in line. Um, not that it's not doable because it is, but Harvard Business Review has a ton of people submitting information to it. Yeah. And if your goal is to reach your clients to build your business, that may or may not be the best place to actually be published. Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes, a, an industry trade publication is going to really go right to your audience. And that's going to be, that's going to have a bigger impact, both in terms of what you are able to share with your audience mm -hmm. so that they can do the thing that they do even better. And getting in front of the people who are actually wanting to work with you. So every publication, and I include both online publications and because so many of them now, even the ones that are print publications also have a robust website. Um, every single one is a little bit different. So a big part of that is doing some research to figure out mm -hmm. how do I contribute to this organization? Um, for a trade association, if you're a member, you might be able to contribute quite easily. And they are often looking for high quality content to share with their members. Um, some of these bigger organizations like Inc, Harvard Business Review, Business Insider, um, it, they'll have they'll have a, a thing on their website someplace. Sometimes it's, it's a little hidden, but it's about how to be a contributor. Mm. And they often have very direct guidelines for either what they're looking for. Sometimes they have word counts associated with it. So it's doing the research to really figure it out. And then it's, and then it's the pitch. It's very similar in a lot of ways to pitching other podcasters, mm -hmm. figure out what they want and give the people what they want. So some, some publications want a pitch first where you basically say, I have a couple of ideas for an article, mm -hmm. you know, here are some potential titles. And in that case, those titles often need to be, you want them to be SEO optimized because it matters to, to the publication. They may change your title, but you want to show that you're, you're doing your good research on the title part. Others want to see the whole article first and then say yes or no. So getting into it to figure out exactly what those folks actually want to see 
is, is the key to then getting published on these platforms. Wow. And so sometimes when you submit the, submit an article to place is can you submit it to other places too, or is it like really a, like they're the only ones that can publish it? Yeah. If they, if they want to publish it, most of them say we, it, we get exclusive rights to it. Um, most of them want something that is original that has not been published anyplace else and that will not be published anyplace else. Some depending, you know, there are a lot of great blogs that are also out there um, where they may say, yes, we want it to be published here first, but you can publish it a second time after a month or after a certain period of time. So some of that depends, but the, the, the big players mm-hmm. want it to be original stuff. That's so you really should be like shopping them around one at a time kind of thing. Wait for an answer, get the answer and move on to the next. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really getting targeted with which, mm-hmm. which idea you're pitching to which publication. Um, and then being able to follow up and say, Hey, I submitted this pitch idea because sometimes you don't get a response. Right. So um it, it, yeah, it's it's sort of playing that whole dance to figure out what what works, and then sometimes you'll even you'll pitch an idea. They'll say yes, you write the article and submit it, and they say nah. Um, so, and sometimes you get a lot of feedback. It it might be a matter of tweaking. It might be a matter of the timing no longer works. Um, mm-hmm. It might be you know, changeover on staff. It could be a whole bunch of different reasons. And other times you don't get any feedback. It's just, yeah, thank you. We like the idea, but this isn't for us. And so then you just pick yourself up off the floor and keep going. <laughs> Shop it to the next one. And so mm-hmm. is it easier to get into certain kinds of um, publications than others? It's certainly. There, there are certain publications that are... Um, that are very robust and they have a lot of people clamoring to write for them. So that's going to have more competition. Um, But even those, if you're really following the guidelines and the piece is good, there isn't a publication you can't get into, but some are definitely more, more difficult than others. Harvard business review is a great example of that. They are more difficult than others. Um, you know, and then you have some that are, are literally pay to play. If you're a member, you can publish. Um, and that has its benefits as well, because a lot of these are really quite large. So they have a good readership. Um, and then there are others that, especially anything that's run by a trade association, Mm -hmm. um, membership organizations, they are often really looking for good content. So, they'll be thrilled to have you and thrilled to have, especially if you are willing to say, I'm going to write something once a month and they can rely on that. That's, they're going to be thrilled to have, to have you doing that because they're often overworked and understaffed. So if they have something really good coming in the door month after month, especially if they don't have to spend a lot of time editing, they're going to be over the moon. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Make their jobs easier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is there anywhere to know like what they're looking for, like in the next issues, like, or the next, like I know right now I'm writing an article for a power magazine in out of New York and um, 
uh, it was just because she, I had a personal relationship with her that she asked me to write something, but had, but this is not something that's coming out till like the late spring. So yeah. like, how do you know, like what, what's going to be like, is there anywhere you can like, they can find, they can tell what they're looking for. Like when, when things are coming out. Yeah. So some publications, um, and it sounds like this is one, some publications have an editorial calendar and you can often find that if you, if you search on their website for either editorial calendar or, um, media kit, Mm. it will tell you what the themes are for each issue of the magazine. So that gives you a good sense of, Oh, I know that they are looking for this this type of story, like a lot of places right now are looking for stories about remote work and how do you manage a a remote workforce because we're all doing it and we're all still figuring it out. so that's something that's on, on a lot. So start of- writing. I've been doing that for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> right? So just start studying some articles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, it's um, but yeah, so if you look for editorial calendar, not all of them have it. Um, but this is where that distinction, if you've ever heard the term evergreen content, mm-hmm. evergreen is the stuff that's always good, that it, it doesn't matter. Like most stuff about leadership is evergreen content. Mm-hmm. Things change within that. But if you're writing about leadership, you, you're pretty much you're got plenty of time. To, you're good to go. Um, other things, it's like if it's really timely, like everything with the pandemic has mm-hmm. had to be, if you're writing about that, you have to hit the timing right, especially because things are, things are changing so quickly. And we don't, know, we don't know when most people will be back to work and when the remote work or what that's going to look like. So... That that tells me that right now is a great time to start talking about, okay, what if we learned from this whole remote work thing mm-hmm. um, as leaders? And then what are we, how is that, how is that impacting how we are envisioning bringing everybody back into the office? Is it going to be hybrid? Is it going to, how's that going to impact yeah. how we do this? Both when we first come back and then once once we are no longer in this state of, oh, holy crap, is this even safe? <laughs> so right, wow, yeah, so many things to think about. Now, would you recommend using um, like signing up for a service like Aro, like like help a reporter out where it sends you emails? Like I always look at those, and they have so many. Um, you know, for those people that don't know what Haro is, it's helpareporterout.com. Uh, and it's like, sends you, you sign up and it sends you all these emails every like three times a day with all these places that are looking for publications. But I look at them and I'm like, how many thousands of people are, are submitting to each of these? And is it worth, is it worthwhile doing, using something like that? So um, the benefit of Haro is that you're getting your expertise out and you're, you're getting a mention. You're not actually having to write the whole thing. So you do have to respond to the exact question. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know people who have been published through Haro. So because most people who get it are like, okay, but 10,000 people are going to respond to it. (laughs) Maybe not because it can be, it can be a little overwhelming to be getting that. So um, that's it's the last I, minute too, right? Like they want it like now. Yesterday. It's basically <laughs> like you have, you know, you maybe at most have 48 hours to respond. Um, but they often ask a very specific question and they're, they're basically looking for a quote from an expert. So that's where to prepare for something like this. And it's the same, I would say to prepare to be a guest or to host 
you know, to be a guest on podcasts or to guest mm-hmm. post any place else, get your headshot ready, get your um, bio ready, get your like super short bio ready. Um, so that when these questions, when these requests come a- across you know, the transom, you can say, oh, I can actually respond to that. I do have the expertise and your package is pretty much ready to go so that, so that you don't have to do that work again and again and again. Mm, great idea. Now, um, can you just explain the difference maybe between like, you know, we have an idea for an article, um, but it could like, could be like a, yeah, I guess like we wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily send out a press release on the article, but could you maybe shop it around to like a, you know, like a press release kind of release place or is that not a good idea? Well, there's, there's a whole bunch of different ways to use press releases and, mm-hmm. and there's a whole bunch of different um, there are the true original press releases that you would send to reporters mm-hmm. um, to hopefully cover you on something specific. Mm-hmm. And then there's the press release distribution services, which mm-hmm. are not true. They can be used as true press release distribution, but they don't have to be. And a, a lot of places don't use them as that particular piece. So they, they may have a press release that says something along the lines of, um, you know, amplify you host so-and-so, you know, expert on blah, blah, and, and has, has some links. So that, that can help because the people who subscribe to these different distribution sites, um, Mm -hmm. I, I've had press releases for clients. This is in a, in a past life get completely just taken right out of a press release distribution service and just word for word, just bleep, right on their blog. <laughs> so um, so it, it can be, it really depends on, on what your goal is. Right. Um, so for uh, those of us that are in, looking to become experts and influencers in our space and are looking after, looking to get after having a collection of the as seen on <laughs> logos on our <laughs> website, <laughs> any, any first steps for us? <laughs> yeah. So um, especially if it's the as seen on, um, subscribe to Harrow, mm-hmm. get started there and then start looking for, okay, what are your dream as seen on places. Mm -hmm. And then what are the places that are great stepping stones to that? So is there an industry, is there an association that you belong to? Might you be able to write for them? Um, You know, start, start there and then keep building it up. But I'd also only, and this is something I always struggle with because I like a fire hose of information, but start with five, identify five places and just get the information about who is the editor. Do they have guidelines posted? Do they have an editorial calendar or a media kit posted? Gather all of that information for yourself so you've got it and then start start building that relationship. and. You know, if you're a member of an association, the easy thing to do is, is you know, give them a call. Um, the phone still works for certain things. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and give them a call and have a conversation and see, you know, hey, this is something I'm thinking of. Would you be interested in uh, me contributing a regular piece? Is that something that would be valuable? Um, because there are certainly places everybody needs content. Some places are scrambling for it more than others. Right. So 
it comes down to like the simple, be helpful. Be helpful. And also, I think you mentioned earlier, a really great point was like, uh, are your potential ideal clients uh, reading this particular publication? I know like my ideal clients are not on Harvard, (laughs) Harvard review. So maybe that not be a good place for me to start maybe looking somewhere where they actually are listening or they're actually reading. So yeah. yeah, that's great. Is there any yeah. ways to figure out like where your audience is listening, like where you think your potential listeners are other than just like saying like, okay, have a review, probably not there, but maybe <laughs> just by guessing. The easiest way is to ask them. So if you've already worked oh, that's with, a good with clients, yeah, <laughs> saying, you know, hey, where, where do you spend your time online? Do you, you know, what newsletters do you subscribe to? What, are you a member of any industry um, industry associations Mm -hmm. and that gives you immediate information about where your people are hanging out and then it's then it does two things first go hang out there um (laughs) you know and one way to start building the relationship so if they say oh I always if you start seeing patterns where people are Mm -hmm. always subscribing to this particular email newsletter subscribe to that email newsletter, but then also when the writer says something in the email newsletter about, hey, hit us back. If you have any ideas about X, hit them back. Mm -hmm. Um, Build that relationship and start showing that you are a valuable member of the community who wants to contribute and wants to be a part of it because that opens the door quite naturally to having a a bigger conversation when you're ready. Mm, That makes a lot of sense. That's like right around the same strategies as if you want to be on someone's podcast. Yeah, getting on the radar. Very similar. So like all of the good, brilliant stuff you have about podcasting Mm. is is very applicable to this. You know, at the end of the day, it's people. So connect with people, be helpful. That's awesome. I also, um, while you were talking, just uh, my light bulb went off in my head because someone just told me about this. Uh, actually, Evans, my co-founder of my podcast coach, um, he told me about this new um, thing called Spark Toro. And Spark Toro is a really great uh, research tool. Um, it's brand, brand new. And basically you can um, put in what you're looking for and it will even spit out like um, how your like um, like your clients, what podcasts they're listening to. So you put in who you're looking for, who you're looking at targeting. And I'll tell you what magazines they're reading, what blogs they're reading, what podcasts they're listening to, which I thought that was cool that included podcasting. So, and that's a yeah. brand. I'm sure there's lots of other like artificial intelligence kind of research tools out there. Uh, like that this was just a new one I heard about haven't checked it out yet but it's on my list to check out this week (laughs) yeah I just added it to my list as well (laughs) to check out and that's where another thing that that you raised made me think of is oftentimes in the media kit the media kit is usually geared towards advertisers Mm. so part of it is saying here's who our readership is or our listeners are Um, and they've done a lot of that market research for you so if you get their the, if you get the media kit, you can see, oh, here's who, who they're targeting. So, you know, okay, it's mostly C-suite executives or it's mm-hmm. mostly entrepreneurs or it's mostly people in the marketing you know, world. Yeah. So that can also be helpful. That's awesome. I love that. And so um, for us having media places, so us as experts having media um, and like a media, like we always say, like have a speaker one sheet kind of thing, but I think we need to get a little bit further, but when we have something like a media sheet or a media, a guide or a kit on our website, 
who should we as the experts be speaking to in that media kit? Should it be like, like, cause we're not looking for advertisers, like necessarily it's more opportunities, I guess. Right. So if you have a media kit, so I was mostly talking about the media kits that the public. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just made me but, think of like us having one too. Yeah. But yeah, if you have a media kit, especially for your podcast, because you want to attract a good, you want to attract really good um, guests to your podcast, then again, it's very similar answer, answer the questions for them. Like what's in it for them? Who's listening to your podcast? Who are the people, the more information you can provide that says, oh, this is who, this is who I get to get in front of. If I guest on this podcast, oh, great. Those are my people. I want to be on that. Um, So it can, it can just anything that provides people with the information that makes it an easy yes for them um, is, is always great. What your listenership numbers are. Um, if you know, and this is where I'm out of my depth because I don't know very much about podcasting, but if you know, like, where are your listeners in general? Are they mm-hmm. primarily in, you know, this particular region? Are they national? Like that, that also helps so that okay. people know, know what, who they're getting in front of. Yeah. yeah. And um, for those of you guys listening, um, if you're not on Captivate as a hosting site, it's a little bit tricky to find out that information. Um, but if you are, if you do use Captivate.fm as your hosting site, you can actually go into the analytics and see exactly where in the world they're listening from and also see what device they're listening on as well. So are they Android users? Are they Apple users? Which is really great. So I think that's really helpful as well. Um, Erica, this has been super helpful for, I mean, to be honest, guys, you know why I bring Erica on is because this is something that's on my radar for this year. <laughs> so this is how I'm doing my research <laughs> and uh, bringing Erica on as an expert, asking her all the questions I want to ask is a, a, a fantastic way for me to utilize the podcast and you guys get to benefit from it too. <laughs> so um, you know, definitely getting, um, someone said to me uh, recently that, you know, not being an expert in a pod and being a hot podcast host is one thing, but if you really want to increase your influence, getting the paid sorry getting in the pub publications and the print is really where your influence will start to grow because they have millions of readers um mm-hmm. are already there right so go to where people already have people listening and reading <laughs> to yeah. showcase that expertise you would agree absolutely yep <laughs> yeah awesome so erica tell us a little bit about before i let you go how you work with clients and um if people are looking for some expert advice from you how can they find more information about you So um, my website is currently out of date, but it's being updated, but you can find me there. It's catchline, (laughs) right? It always catchlinecommunications.com. Best place to connect with me is on LinkedIn um, because I am an avid, avid user of LinkedIn and please feel free, connect with me, throw me a a DM and um, I love connecting with other, other people. So that's always a great place that's probably the easiest and best place for, for a first connection. Awesome. And then how do you work with people? Like what do you, what do you, what do you do with them? Yeah. So um, it almost always starts with a strategy session because we have to really identify. So the, the clients that I work with are often looking to get published on certain publications. So we have to identify what those publications are, what their goals are, um, why those publications. Sometimes we, we, tweak what those are, what we're going to write about, who the audience is. So we, we do the strategy piece first, and then it's actually 
writing articles. So I often write articles both for their blog, but then also for these targeted publications and help shepherd the whole thing through the process from the pitch. So I'll be writing the pitch. They often send the pitch directly because it's helpful for the expert to have the relationship directly with the publication. Um, and then we just, I interview them, uh, do whatever other desk research needs to be done, write the article. Um, we also have editors on, on our team. So it, everything gets edited as well. And then it, it goes out and we submit pieces to publications. Um, and then we take it from there because every publication is a little bit different. So yeah, awesome. I love that. And I love what you do because especially for super busy, crazy entrepreneurs, this is really helpful service <laughs> because yeah. it, it is our voice, but it's then you helping our voice with your expertise and actually really getting it out there. So, you know, if it's left to us, busy people probably not going to ever happen. Right? And that's, that's a really important point too, because a big yeah. part of the edit editing process is making mm -hmm. sure that it does reflect your voice because I'm not the expert in whatever we're writing. Mm -hmm. You are. So it's your expertise and then your voice, your style, your tone. And that's a big part of the editing process and going back and forth to make sure that we've captured that properly. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. And I'm so glad that we chose pink, team purple today for those team of you purple. that are listening. Uh, Eric <laughs> and I are both wearing the same color shirt <laughs> on today. We're team purple. So that's awesome. So Erica, thank you so, so much for being with us today. It's been a pleasure to have you learn so much myself. And I know our audience has gotten tons of value. So audience, if you listen today, please reach out to Erica, give her some love, connect with her on LinkedIn and, um, you know, get your voice out there in a bigger, better way than just podcasting yeah here's to 2021 being bigger yes. and better <laughs> bigger and better in 2021 i love it thanks, thanks so much michelle i really Take appreciate care. it Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, or review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.